Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Paul Lupe. He is Emergency Management Specialist with the Office of Emergency Management. Paul's going to talk with us about uh, National Preparedness Month, which is going on right now during the month of September, what it is and why we should care, as well as talk about the Office of Emergency Management a little bit and about how you can be better prepared for any kind of uh, emergency situation. Paul, thanks for uh, being here on the County Conversation podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Looking forward to the conversation to talk about a couple of subjects. First of all, National Preparedness Month. want to get into what the Office of Emergency Management does, and then as I alluded to, maybe some uh, tips or things that uh, uh, that we can all do to be better prepared. First of all, National Preparedness Month. What what exactly is it? Yeah, so National Preparedness Month is actually a uh, federal recognition, recognition of or observation of the importance uh, for preparing uh, for disasters and emergencies. So that could occur any time of the year. And so, uh, so every year for the month of September, uh, we work, uh, as a part of the Office of Emergency Management in Fairfax County, um, to help promote the message, uh, that comes out through, uh, the, the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA on the importance of preparedness. And they theme this each year. And so this year's theme is prepared to protect. Uh, preparing for disasters is protecting everyone you love. And so, they actually will break down uh, the month of September into uh, four weeks, and each week will have its own kind of mini theme in which we're trying to promote or focus on a very particular subject regarding uh, personal preparedness uh, or preparedness in general for the community and the residents of Fairfax County. Right. Uh, quickly, take a look at those weeks and uh, just kind of what the themes are and what the I guess, major emphasis of those weeks. And just, you know, keep in mind, folks may be listening to this anytime during the month of September or beyond. So, um, you know, maybe just kind of hit the hit the themes of the different weeks, if you will. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, the first week, which we've been we've already passed through now is uh, make a plan. And that's the, that's the theme. The whole the whole concept around the first week of September was to really um, encourage individuals, um, businesses, and families to create uh, plans ahead of time about how they would react to or um, communicate with other loved ones during an emergency. So that's something we always really focus on year-round. It's something we really encourage people to just take a little bit of time out of their day and really think through who would they reach out to um, in the event of an emergency and how would they contact those people uh, what would you do if, if you lost power for an extended period of time? Um, would you would you have an ability to communicate, um, or do you have uh, you know a network of, of uh, neighbors or friends that are local that uh, you could reach to if you needed to without without some of your maybe more commonly used devices if you had no internet or no power um, potentially uh, after a post disaster. Um, the second week is the week we are currently in, which is build a kit. And the whole concept around building a kit is, um, you know, taking things from around your house um, or purchasing some things potentially to store in areas that are accessible, um, you know, post the disaster so that you had certain things on hand in the event that you needed or weren't able to go get things like water, maybe some food or snacks, 
um, important documents that you need to store or would need to take with you potentially if you had to evacuate. So things that you would really kind of need um, in, in, and can keep safe that you wouldn't use daily, um, you know, in your home or in your car or at your place of work, somewhere where you would potentially be during a disaster. Uh, the third week is September 12th through the 18th um, is uh, low-cost and no-cost preparedness. Uh, and that's the whole idea there is to really look at concepts or ideas around what can you do um, to help prepare for disasters without spending any money or spending very little funding. Um, and, and the idea here is we really want to make it accessible. You know, there are lots of things that people can do to become prepared for a, a disaster or an emergency without having to spend lots of money. So uh, that theme that week will really focus on those kind of tips and, and items. And one one would be, you know, an example could be uh, signing up for a local emergency alert system, which is usually, generally speaking, is free in Fairfax. Indeed, it is through our Fairfax Alerts uh, program. And then the fourth week, the final week of September, the theme is to teach youth about preparedness. And, I, and this is something that um, we're trying to really focus more on in the field of emergency management about uh, disaster preparedness in children or with our with our children because um, like, much like fire prevention um, or um, you know, drug prevention. The, the concept here is, you know, kids learn about these things at a young age and they'll carry those things with them through their life, but also they can help influence um, their parents or grandparents or, or their um, caretakers about the yeah, importance of preparedness as well and maybe get them to take action where they may not otherwise have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how it breaks down for the month. And again, this is all stuff that we do really focus on and, and really present to the community Throughout the entire year, as you had mentioned, this isn't just something that is, you know, for September only, but we really focus on it in September um, as part of this national campaign to really promote preparedness. Well, and I, I kind of teased about it in the introduction, you know, National Preparedness Month, you know, why should we care? I think uh, anybody, all they need to do is look at, you know, what Hurricane Ida that, uh, you know, had right. tremendous right. impacts in New Orleans but also the tropical storm remnants for Fairfax County and even further north into New York and New Jersey just shows the importance of being prepared regardless of the hazard. Indeed it does. Yeah, you really just, you, you really can't ever predict, right? If we could, um, you know, that would be, make things maybe a lot easier if we sure. could right. um, ahead of time kind of plan for, uh, there, there's actually at one time a, a, a preparedness theme around, you know, you cannot prepare for or plan for disasters. Um, there was a whole bunch of commercials about this kind of idea about, well, you know, on Tuesday next week, there's going to be right. a flash flood, and so <laughs> I'm going to prepare for it now, and, you know, that just doesn't, that's not how this works, right? So, um, yeah, it, it's something that, and, and everybody, um, you know, that that is in Fairfax County or even, you know, in the nation or in the world, really, at some point in their in their life will face some sort of, of disaster type event, and I'm sure... Many of the listeners could can think back to events that have occurred very recently, um, you know, with obviously the world we're living in right now with, with COVID-19, uh, you know, that Hurricane Ida storm and its remnants coming up and through the area. Lots of severe thunderstorms locally and flash flooding has occurred in just in just uh, the last month or two in Fairfax County. Um, there's been many, many uh, events, you know, there's winter storms, just lots of things that occur throughout the year um, that we really obviously can't ever really plan for. We try our best to, you know, uh, keep awareness and, and make sure we're uh, maybe uh, on alert for potential impacts. But, you know, as, as the remnants of Ida kind of really showed us 
as it moved up through the northeast of the United States, you know, that flooding, the severe flooding that occurred there in New York and New Jersey and, and even parts of Pennsylvania, um, you know, that was not something that really anybody had any real eyes on uh, right. at the time. So, you know, it's just one of those, you just never really know. And that's why it's important to prepare now when, when you, when you can. Well, and as you said, you know, you can't plan for Tuesday at five o'clock. This is going to happen. And, uh, you know, Thursday at 10 a.m., this is going to happen. But, you know, what is it? Murphy's Law, uh, you know, you need, <laughs> you need to prepare for stuff to happen when it's not convenient for you. And, and part of that means either you're at work or it's in the middle of the night and you're at home. It's on a weekend. Right. How, how do you deal with, you know, maybe folks that are going to an office that have to work and they're away from home? So you've got to prepare for both scenarios. How, how, do, you, how do you do that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, just a, it's really a lot of times simply a matter of, of really taking some time to think through what your day looks like and what your week looks like and where you are in those points uh, or periods of time throughout the day, um, who you're around in those periods of time and where your family is in those periods of time. And then kind of thinking through um, not necessarily specific disasters, um, because a lot of this can apply to really any any type of event. But thinking through, if you took away some of your normal normalcy, you know, if we took away your cell phone, if we took away access to the internet, if we took away your vehicle, if we took away, um, you know, the ability to to simply text, you know, your wife or your kids or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, wh- how would you overcome, or what would steps could you potentially take to still reach out to them? What would you do if you couldn't reach out to them? How do you know or how could you um, know that they would be safe or where would you meet them? And so we do have a lot of resources um, that we provide uh, as a part of our office and, and through our, our uh, community engagement uh, component of emergency management um, that kind of walk through creating or thinking about some of these things and, and giving suggestions on steps you can take um, and writing those things down so that you have them planned ahead of time. So you don't just have to kind of create this plan on the, on the fly, which would obviously never work. So um, there's, a, I mean, the simplest forms or some of the, some of the uh, concepts really talk about from a family perspective, having a rally point or a meeting place that everybody is familiar with. So that in the event that there is an inability to communicate, with family or um, if you have no ability to ensure where family members may be in the disaster, you know at least to go to this particular rally point and that, um, you know, your family will meet you there so that you have a kind of a pre predetermined agreed upon, almost like some fire safety plan, you know, everybody's going to evacuate their home. They're going to all meet out front lawn and, you know, by the mailbox or something like that so that you know you don't have to think about it or talk right. about it. You just do it. Right. Um for communicating to family or friends, you know, part of that our suggestions really have for a long time evolved around having points of contact or family or friends outside of the impacted area. So outside of your local area, if you have family or friends that may be, uh, for like for me, for example, I have family uh, out in, up in uh, upstate New York. And so if I needed to get a hold of somebody in Virginia, but Virginia was impacted by a disaster and maybe its infrastructure was impacted, I could still potentially call out to New York. Mm-hmm. And call my my parents say and, and leave them a message and say if anyone else calls you you know tell them this information and have a plan for that so my wife also knows hey if we right. can't get a hold of each other you know call my parents up in New York and see if I've called them and they can kind of relay messages that way so just some of the tips 
um, you know, ensuring you have your, uh, you know, we talk, we, one of the themes is building a kit and having some things in an emergency kit. And there's lots of different things you can put in an emergency kit. Right. We have, uh, we have resources for kind of suggestions on what things might be useful for a kit depending on your, your situation. You know, how many, if you're, if you're a family of five, or if you have pets, or if you're an individual, um, if you have an access function need. Things like that. And a lot of these resources, um, are, I kind of danced around it a little, but we have, uh, a document that we've, we've put together called the Community Emergency Response Guide, or we call it CERG lovingly, um, which is a, a guide or plan for the community to really utilize, um, for doing these things, for creating plans and, and building kits and how they can stay informed in our community about things that may be impacting them. And so that's on our website. Um, it's, it's a it's a free download. It's a it's a PDF document. A lot of the information is also just built into the website itself, so you don't have to download it if you don't want to. And all of our public community libraries also have copies of it, so you can you can go to the library in Fairfax County and and um, you know check out a copy of the CERG and and have a physical copy of it if you'd like, because uh, it is a fairly uh, you know large document. But right. uh, um, our website, I think I should push out there. Yeah, is, go ahead and is, mention it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fairfaxcounty.gov, and then it's a forward slash emergency management, all spelled out. Um, and for the CERG in particular, if you wanted to get to there directly, if you just add another forward slash and then you just add CERG, C-E-R-G, um, you'll get to the to the website that has the document for download as right. well as all of the content kind of built onto the website itself too. Minute or two when you were talking about, you know, what would you do if you, uh, you know, lost power and you know couldn't text someone? I, I almost felt um, kind of paralyzed just as you were talking about it. So, <laughs> you know, right. I guess that kind of stresses the importance of, you know, just having some basic plans and some basic items on hand so that, you know, when you're, you know, kind of freaking out, you, right. you, you've got something to, to kind of rely on and, and to go, go with. Yeah, and it's, it could be simple things like cell phones are obviously very, you know, uh, a critical, I would say, component of our society today. And there's a lot of things that have become critical components that weren't maybe at one time, but because of the advancements in technology and, you know, the internet and cell phones have really kind of dominated our life. Um, you know, having a cell phone charger, at least with you, um, or the ability to charge it in your car is a good example of a way to still use potentially your phone without the, without having at your house, you yeah. can turn on your car at least and, and charge your phone from your car um, for a period of time. Now, you know, obviously that doesn't preclude this, the cell network being down or other things, but, um, you know, there's, there's definitely options to try to pursue. Uh, one, I do feel like, and we do talk about it in our community emergency response guide, and there's a concept in there about, um, you know, creating almost a neighborhood plan mm. or, or at least. Um, being involved or getting involved within your community itself or understanding and getting to know who is immediately around you in the community. You know, right. most of us, not everybody, but most of us, especially in Fairfax County, have neighbors, um, that are probably fairly close by. Um, or if you live in an apartment complex or a condo building, you have neighbors on your floor or something like that. And just even the, the act of knowing who they are, um, and at least understanding that they are going to be your, if you're in your, Say in your apartment building or condo building, and there's a disaster, and you're you're stuck in your condo. You know that community that's immediately around you is going to be the ones or the the, the, the people that are going to be dealing with this disaster with you, right? And so, mm-hmm. getting to know them and understanding them, them and and, and uh, who they are and what they do, and who, maybe some of the resources they have or don't have, or the needs they might have, 
uh, is important. And I think we really don't do a lot of that in today's society, but right. it's that whole idea of just knowing your neighbor um, right. and getting to know your neighbors a little bit. Yeah, the uh, the community of a neighborhood, knowing your neighbors, it uh, is something, as you said, that we seemingly have uh, gotten away from those uh, old traditional values that uh, that we had many years ago, perhaps. We're talking with Paul Lupe, Emergency Management Specialist with Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management. And Paul, I want to kind of transition to the Office of Emergency Management. You, you mentioned the website. You talked about the Community Emergency Response Guide a little bit. You kind of, you know, interlace some of the things that Emergency Management Office does. But uh, just kind of give me the overview of, of uh, the Office of Emergency Management purpose and, and what it is you guys and gals do. Yeah, sure. So, you know, as an office uh, within the county, it's, it's uh, I would say, fairly new by most standards as far as an agency is concerned. And it's, uh, its concepts really aren't new per se, but the, the idea of having an agency that's responsible for some of its concepts was really something that arose um, directly after uh, September 11th. And as we're approaching uh, the 20th anniversary of, of September 11th, um, you know, it's kind of almost like an anniversary, too, of the... Uh, the modern field of emergency management as it exists today. Uh, the office is really a small office. Uh, we're only we're only an agency of around 20 individuals, um, and by county, Fairfax County standards anyway, that's pretty small. Um, but we, our charge really is to ensure and focus on um, the coordination and the collaboration of multiple county agencies that exist during before, during, and after uh, a disaster or an emergency event. And so our real charge is to make sure and to really facilitate that coordination among the many different agencies that that are in the county that are typically serving the public in some uh, area, uh, you know, the community in in some area or arena. So we do that um, through a number of different mechanisms, and we um, we have plans, we write plans, and we help coordinate a planning effort with, uh, the multiple county agencies and a lot of our uh, partner agencies that are also not in the county. So some of our non-governmental partners like Red Cross, um, some of the utility companies like our power company and our water, things like that, and, and really try to make sure we have plans in place that kind of encompass everything, including the public, on what we would need to do or try to at least prepare for in some degree, to some degree certain right. disaster events that would occur in Fairfax County. You you, um, men- you mentioned that you know it's a relatively new field. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, didn't emergency management often uh, in the past reside like within a fire department or a police department, and and now most of the time they're they're their own separate agencies. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's still kind of, and it's still evolving in in the you know the country. Um, you know, twenty years from nine eleven is um, some jurisdictions, and I would say most larger jurisdictions, you'll find it as, an, as its own independent officer agency. Hmm. Uh, in a lot of smaller jurisdictions, it's typically still found somewhere in the police department or fire department as uh, okay. maybe a division. But yeah, it really has its, its kind of uh, beginnings in, in public safety. Hmm. Um, and, and a lot of them were programs, really. That, like I said, the concepts aren't any, any really groundbreaking or new things. They've been around for a very long time and typically were done in that public safety arena, but rec- they recognize the need, or you know, in some cases, uh, the importance of really kind of pulling some of that out of those public safety agencies who really are, during a disaster, are obviously very, very busy and focused on the uh, first response, mm-hmm. you know, the initial response and life safety and things like that, as well as whereas you know, emergency management kind of is sitting kind of behind the scenes most of the time, 
trying to facilitate coordination between the fire department and the police department and public health and the public works agencies to make sure we're all kind of working toward the same goal and we all, we all understand what each other is doing um, so that it, it's done in a, in a you know effective and coordinated and efficient manner. Right. Well, if uh, anybody listening right now wants to get more information, again, as Paul said, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management. That's all one word. That's all spelled out, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management, and you can learn more about the office. Paul, we've just got a couple of minutes left. I do want to ask you, are there specific hazards in Fairfax County that residents should really be looking at and, uh, you know, kind of making their plan and building their kit kind of around, if you will? Yeah, definitely. And so, um, you know, we're a uh, mid-Atlantic state uh, and, uh, you know, on the east coast of the United States, the hazards here aren't that much different than most of the hazards jurisdictions would face on the east coast, uh, up and down the coast. Uh, primary, primarily, our, our largest threat is, is uh, wind, wind damage mm. and, and high wind. So whether that's from a severe thunderstorm, um, primarily, or you know, when we have every once in a while, we might get a, a tropical storm remnant or a tropical storm itself come through the area. And so wind really is one of our largest threats, and it provides the uh, opportunity for lots of trees to fall down and knock down power lines. And so we have power outages uh, primarily as, as one of our are larger threats within a lot of road closures typically come with that as, as well. And so in, in pit building and in for planning and preparedness, um, we really try to encourage the, you know, the concept of understanding how you would operate and communicate without power, um, and in the, in the community. Um, other than that, you know, once we kind of go down the list of our threats and hazards, severe thunderstorms, obviously, so flash flooding is another big one for us. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there's always been a, a PSA that's been out there for a long time, the, the turnaround don't drown yeah. PSA, which you know, as much as we say it, we still find people, um, drive through high water or even just semi high water and, and, uh, and find themselves stranded. We just had a bunch of, uh, of water rescues occur, um, just the other week regarding from when, when the remnants of Vida came through right. and caused some flash flooding in Fairfax County, um, and, and caught some drivers in, in some high water. Um, so that's always a concern for us and is a, a, a threat in the face in the county of a number of roads and parts of the county that are very susceptible to, to flooding, in particular flash flooding from severe thunderstorms primarily can drop enough rain to, to, to cause issues and problems. Right. Um, we have had uh, in the past, you know, winter storms, large winter storms in which we get, you know, in Virginia, we don't really handle snow so well and so uh you know winter storms doesn't take a lot of snow to cause problems but large amounts of snow can obviously cause lots of problems mm. and at least get you to a point where you're stuck at your home um or we've had cases where people were stuck in their cars for long periods of time or even at their business for a long period of time because they just could not travel the roads and so having items in your kit to kind of sustain you through being stuck uh, in an area for 12 hours or more or even, mm. even longer for some of these these larger snow events right. um, are the biggest ones. Those are all natural. We have a number of other hazards that are listed in the uh, Community Emergency Response Guide, and some of them do include man-made uh, disasters, including terrorism. Uh, but the biggest ones for us that we always face are typically on the wind, the rain, and the snow. All right. Well, Paul mentioned the Community Emergency Response Guide earlier. Uh, a lot of great information there, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management slash CERG. He also mentioned Fairfax Alerts earlier on. That's where you can get uh, uh, text messages and emails. Uh, the text messages go right to your mobile phone. Uh, 
uh, you know, for any emergency or severe weather alert. You can uh, sign up for that at fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. Paul, in the last 30 seconds, anything I forgot to ask, didn't ask, or just a message you want to leave us with as we're thinking about being better prepared? Yeah, I think I think uh, you asked some great questions, Jim, and I really appreciate the time. And I really just want to reiterate that that Community Emergency Response Guide is, is a great resource. There's a lot of things I didn't talk about that are in that guide that uh, are excellent resources for the community to, to become better prepared. And I, I guess my last thought or the message I would leave, hopefully, the listeners is, uh, to, to prepare now. This is, this is your time to do it. Um, you know, this is, uh, you have an opportunity to do it. Hopefully this sparks some action in the community as well as maybe just, uh, move somebody toward, hey, you know, I should actually start thinking about some of this a little bit more. Um, you know, now is the time to do it before something really does occur. Um, so hopefully it's take action now. Now's the time to prepare. Um, and, and, uh, I really do appreciate all the time. I will throw out there one other thing if anybody's interested in the Office of Emergency Management or, uh, to learn more about it, you know, visit our website. Um, I do also uh, like to promote, we have an internship program, and I would throw it out there that if there is anybody that's interested in the field of emergency management and they're listening to this podcast, um, there's information on our website that uh, that talks about the internship program as well as how to apply for it and how to, how to um, pursue that uh, or a career in emergency management if that's something that interests somebody as well. FairfaxCounty.gov slash emergency management. You can find out about the internship program, the community emergency uh, guide, Fairfax alerts. You can find all of that there. Paul, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Paul Lupe, emergency management specialist with Fairfax County's Office of Emergency Management there with us talking about National Preparedness Month and the importance about why we should all be better prepared starting today. If you'd like to get more Fairfax County news, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.